When you're working with animals, it's just a fact that you'll come across some funky smells and all the creepy crawlies. That's why we partner with First Saturday Lime, our favorite product to keep the stink and bugs under control. First Saturday Lime is a monthly insect repellent. It is eco-friendly, non-flammable, and has no known health hazards. It is a super strong formula that has the ability to dry out insects, eggs, and larvae by clogging up the spiracles insects use to breathe and eventually dehydrates them. It creates an inhospitable place for insects to reproduce and thus they leave the area. It is effective as a treatment for infestations as well. So try a bag today by going to firstsaturdaylime.com and using code DRINKANDFARM to get 20% off and free shipping. Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can feel less alone in this farm thing. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. Oh, hey there, Sam. Oh, hey there, Bev. What you drinking this morning? So I made a not toddy. (laughs) Ah, I love it. So how'd you make it? So this is hot tea, and I use Trader Joe's winter wake-up tea. And Mm. I dropped in a half an ounce of Simple Goodness Sisters fig cardamom syrup. And I squeezed a lemon in there and peeled a little bit of lemon peel for my garnish. Dropped a cinnamon stick in it and squeezed a bit of lemon in it. And it's delightful. Nice. And it's warm. It looks really pretty. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't as easy to photograph as you would think. I put it in a clear glass (laughs) so you could see all the stuff. And I don't know. My drink pick didn't turn out quite as nice as I wanted it to. But it's a good drink. I'm a fan of it. (laughs) (laughs) The shape of the, like, thing that's like a C Mm -hmm. in there, for some reason, it's giving me, like, you know how, like, people have dead animals and formaldehyde jars? (laughs) (laughs) It's just the color of the tea. (laughs) Yep. But I'm sure it doesn't taste like that. No, no, no. Not that I would know what formaldehyde tastes like. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't know either. But no, it's pretty good. I'm a fan of it. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) So what are you drinking over there? So I am drinking what is like an adult Shirley Temple. Ooh. So it kind of replaces some of the really sugary ingredients. So there's pomegranate juice in here, coconut water, seltzer water two teaspoons of ground up ginger like fresh ginger oh nice a lime wedge and a lemon wedge and I left the cherries out because I didn't have any (laughs) but you can totally put cherries on there too so I thought that was a fun fizzy morning type drink to kick off our dry January yeah we've we've had listeners ask us like what suggestions we could give for like good fun non-alcoholic drinks and we had our act together this year so we're like let's make a dry January so every (laughs) episode this month we'll be making some sort of concoction that doesn't have any alcohol in it 
And for those of you that aren't participating in Dry January, you're welcome to throw a shot of vodka or rum or whatever Heck yeah. to these recipes. They totally <laughs> work that way as well. And I don't know, I might if I can find some, I might throw in a, an N.A. beer in there Ooh, in the mix also because yeah. I know that a couple of my local breweries have been making those. So that's what we're doing this month. <laughs> yeah. So we just want to make it clear that even if you're not a fan of alcohol because of the taste or you know, maybe you don't have a good relationship with it, you're more than welcome to hang out with us. Yeah. Yeah. We we will not turn up our noses to anyone. You can drink anything while you listen to our podcast. It's true. It's true. Our drink peep this episode is our friend and team member, Katie Montgomery. So cheers, Katie. Cheers. So it's the first episode of 2022. So what better way to kick off a new year but than by talking about our goals, specifically our farm goals, really, mm-hmm. for this year. Yeah. Super excited. And goal setting is just a great way to start the year. I don't know. It's nice to have a fresh slate and mm-hmm. think about what you want to work on for the year and how you're going to get there. That's the mm-hmm. other part of it. So if you don't set a plan for how it's going to happen, it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> right. In the show notes for this episode, we'll link to our kick-ass. It'll be updated for 2022 It's the same sheet that we've done in the past year so that people can plan out their goals after hearing our goals and getting inspired. So there'll be a link to download that in the show notes. I'll update it for 2022. All right. So Bev, what is your first 2022 goal? All right. The first thing I'm going to do for 2022 is I'm going to create a process for producing the microgreens that I grow. Because my friend has a hip camp. I know I've talked about it a few times on here and I sell microgreens to her hip campers, but I need to have a good system for keeping enough fresh microgreens on hand for her hip campers when they order them. Now, thankfully, a lot of them order ahead of time when they do their booking. So that's helpful because mm. I get a heads up yeah. and then I can mark it on my calendar for when to do it. But then some people add them the day that they're going to show up. So I need to create a good like system and cycle so that every day I have at least one or two on hand of each kind that I'm going to offer and that they're in like peak production or peak growth period for harvesting mm-hmm. and using. And then I need to make a plan for what I'm going to do with those that don't sell. But my friend's hip camp has six sites now, I think. Okay. And starting in as soon as the warm season starts around here, it's almost always booked up. So I feel fairly confident that most of them could end up going as long as I don't overdo it and, you know, make a bazillion trays of each one. But (laughs) I think if I make a plan, I have a cycle and I have like a production process for how I'm going to always keep them on hand. I think that that will work out really well and my farm can make a little money on the microgreens and I can give more people fresh microgreens and I can start getting familiar with that process of always having the fresh ingredient available to the people that are going to order it, if that makes any sense. It's kind of a, Mm -hmm. it's a learning curve. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So what is your first goal for 2022? So I think I kind of got a head start on this one in 2021 because I put the order in. Um, Because I knew that one of my goals for 2022 would be adding turkeys to the farm. So this is a carryover from last year's goals that didn't quite pan out. 
But I am, I learned from that and learned that I had to order super early. We have the luxury of being brand ambassadors for Meyer Hatchery too. So we were able to get early access to some of the stuff that was going to roll out for their next seasonal launch. So I felt very blessed to be able to go and handpick what I want and not be stressed out <laughs> that I if I, I didn't click fast enough or something crazy like that. So we're going to have turkeys. I don't have a full plan yet of where they'll like be long term if the options would be to either integrate with the chickens or I'm toying around with the idea of maybe kind of honing in a little bit more on what we're doing here. So that could mean getting rid of a few things. So I still need to think through some of that some more. So more to come. So when we do a six month update, you'll hear all about my turkeys. And if I've in fact talked turkey to my turkeys and if they've talked back to me, because <laughs> I had to order 20. <laughs> oh my gosh. So many turkeys. Yes. So many turkeys, so little time. <laughs> nice. What's next for you? So next, I realized this year that I need to create a better process for my livestock maintenance and my farm Mm. tasks that I need to do. And what that means is that I need to have a better tracking system for when I do things and when they're due. But Mm -hmm. then I also need to make sure that I have enough heads up that I can work them into my plan for the week or the month or whatever so they actually get done. And what this kind of spawned from is I'm always late on the goat's hooves. (laughs) Oh, same, same. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm always late for the goat's hooves, which also means that I'm late giving them their CD&T or I'm late giving them their selenium booster or, you know, other things. So it's a little frustrating and I hate like putting that on my list over and over and over again. So I'm going to put together a better process for having a heads up so that I can make plans better to accommodate those things when they need to get done. Cause like life ends up kind of getting in the way a lot. Cause I'm not, yeah. I haven't been very good at, at projecting ahead to those other mm. like life things. So I'm going to yeah. put together some sort of plan and I'll share it so that maybe somebody else can benefit from that plan once I put it together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I definitely have to set reminders on my phone for that sort of thing. And then it's like, remind me tomorrow, remind me tomorrow, remind me tomorrow for days and days on end. Yeah. (laughs) So I have that problem for sure. Just even with like giving the dogs heartworm and medicine and stuff like that. Like, (laughs) it's like, I just am too lazy to get up off that couch. You know, it makes sense for that timer to go off at eight o'clock at night in the summer, because I'm already up and moving. Mm-hmm. But by 8 o'clock at night in winter, I'm like ready for bed. Yeah, you're <laughs> so like, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> it can be a struggle, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so what's <laughs> next on your list for 2022? So um, we are, I know I just talked about like, maybe getting rid of a few things around here. But on top of the turkeys, we're also looking to get into beekeeping this year. So we'll, I'll be becoming a beekeeper. (laughs) (laughs) Bad jokes. Just wait, guys. (laughs) So that means more content for the podcast, too, because we have not talked a lot at all about bees because neither of us have had the need to do a whole lot of research yet. But my plan is to purchase a flow hive. And if you don't know what that is, it's like a 
beekeeping for, I shouldn't say beekeeping for lazy people, (laughs) but it's less labor intensive beekeeping. Yeah. It's beekeeping for people that have full-time jobs. (laughs) Yeah. Not that you can't have a full-time job and be a beekeeper at the same time. I just can't do that personally. Mm -hmm. I know myself well enough. So we're going to go that route. It is pretty pricey, but I'm going to save my pennies for it. Try to buy it soon and then order my bees. I hear Italian bees are very nice to start with. So we'll look for that. And yeah, more to come on that for you all. Because I feel like I like honey. One flow hive can produce, I think it said like 46 gallons. 46 pounds it's probably 46 pounds probably 46 pounds Uh, yeah of honey (laughs) yeah so that's a lot of honey and it'd be an easy thing to turn around and and sell on the internet even because if you're selling less than fifteen thousand dollars of honey a year you don't need any kind of licensing or anything like that And $15,000 is still a really good chunk of change. So if I can supplement income with even like a quarter of that, I'll Mm -hmm. be thrilled. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So what else for you this year? I'm going to get more ducks. I talked about it during our like update thing. Yeah. Not like a, I don't want to say crazy amount because. Not like a quack Everybody has different needs for their number (laughs) of ducks, but a reasonable amount for my farm setup and what I need. So I'm going to, I have to do a little bit of math to kind of calculate that out, but I want to be able to sell a few dozen a month, plus always have some on hand for my own baking because I found myself in a situation where I was selling all the duck eggs and I wasn't getting to enjoy them. Uh So I'm going to rectify that this year by getting a couple of more ducks. Well, more than two. It'll probably be like six. Uh, It's not a lot of ducks, but I want more of them. So that's the only baby poultry I'm planning on raising Ooh. this year. I so think. we'll see. <laughs> I'm going to try to hold myself to that. <laughs> so I've heard you talk before about not quite having the like duck water thing nailed down, especially with them getting into the goats troughs and stuff like that. Is that, are you thinking through like a plan for that as well? And did that help in your decision making to bring more poopers in <laughs> right to <onto> your farm? <laughs> Well, so word on the street is that the pond is getting built this year. So it was supposed to get started in November, and obviously that hasn't happened yet. But I feel fairly confident that it's going to happen. So once the pond goes in, a fence is going up so that we can have a people part of the pond and like a livestock part of the pond. And the, the duck house will get moved down there. And we'll probably put in some sort of automatic door on the side of it so we won't be using the front door anymore. And I won't have to like herd them in and stuff like that. But then they'll have access to the pond that's the plan anyways. But I think the ducks are going to stay on the people's side and not the livestock side yeah. because I'm afraid Percy is going to use their house as a horn sharpener. And their oh. house is really nice. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and I think that the people side of the pond can handle nine ducks and not get overly disgusting. So we'll have to play yeah. around with that. But we're going to get some fish and some other things to kind of try to help like naturally balance the water so that it doesn't get mm-hmm. disgusting and all of that but yeah there might be some pond talk in 2022 Ooh. i almost put the pond on there as a goal but since like 
it's just like it is what it is. It's whenever the contractor can build it. It's not really yeah. a goal anymore at this point. Like we saved the money for it. We want it. Mm-hmm. We've made the plan. So whether I hit it or not isn't necessarily in my control. <laughs> right. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it didn't become a goal. But that's the reason why I think I can handle more ducks is because they'll be okay. they'll have a natural waterway instead of. Yeah. The goat's trough. But oddly enough, <laughs> for winter, they have not been using the goat's trough. They've oh, only weird. been using their pool. So I don't know if oh. they don't like the de-icer. But oh, maybe not. Yeah. Interesting. It's, it's been clean in there, which has been kind of nice. <laughs> that is nice because my ducks and geese just keep blowing their nose holes into the goat troughs. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. you guys are rude. You have a big old pool. Right. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah, it's just so sad. And the goats are like, we like clean water too. Yeah, please. You're like, it's cold. I don't want to dump this and scrub it and refill it. Yep. Every day. <laughs> the things, the things we do for our animals. Yes. So what's next on your list? So the next thing is to actually sell pumpkins and other produce by the side of the road. I got really close this year, but I started my pumpkins too late for me to be super motivated to put them out by the road. And then I think I've said this a few times now, we got COVID in October and I did not have the energy to Mm. push pumpkins out there. Yeah. So hopefully uh, next year will go better. I'm going to start pumpkins as soon as possible. We have this really old, like, a trailer that's been stuck behind our cow pasture since we moved here. So we might try to pull that out now that we have a tractor and do some repairs on that. So it's something we can just take out to the side of the road and then move it when we're done selling stuff for the year. So that might be a little fun mini project as we're working through this bigger goal. But yeah, so actually selling some of the things should be pretty exciting. Hopefully it goes well. Yeah, I like it. I think that's going to be fun. I can't yeah. wait to see the refurbished trailer. I think that's going to be a really neat project. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Matt realizes that's added to my list of, yep, we need to do this, but we'll do it. <laughs> the next thing on my list is I'm going to create a garden plan that fits into my life better. So there will be more on mm. that. We'll probably do an episode about... We'll do lots of episodes about gardening, I'm sure, this year. But what my hope is, is that I can figure out how to get the right setup and the right combination of plants that it doesn't get quite as overwhelming as it did Mm -hmm. this last year. Like, I had a gazillion tomato plants, but because they didn't get trellised right, I didn't really get to freeze any tomatoes because they all got gross before I could get out there and, like, pick them. You know what I mean? Like, stuff like that. So... I found that the things that are like plant once and then harvest once, you know, like garlic, onions, squashes and things like that, those fit really well into my life because I can just schedule a day where I'm going to harvest them all and cure them, Mm -hmm. which is really nice. But the things that require more daily maintenance, we don't even get to eat a ton of it anyways, like while it's fresh, because there's just so much happening, you know, like you're working outside for all day and you're like, Last thing I want to do is cook dinner. Let's order a pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've been there many times. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm not sure what that looks like yet, but I'm going to be working through that so that my garden can 
work smarter for me and not make me work harder, if that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Gardens are a lot of work, so I'm excited to see how that plays out for you. Yeah. So next on my list, I almost didn't keep this on here because I haven't quite decided what I'm doing. So maybe we'll say more of come up with a plan for my cow, whether that's (laughs) breed her or get her a friend that's like a steer that will grow out and process. Part of me is still kind of like, maybe we should just wait to do that sort of thing until we get our forever farm. But I don't really know when that's going to be. So I'm going to leave it on there just as a reminder that I need to figure something out. Because <laughs> she eats a lot. She's expensive to feed. He's expensive in general around here for the quality that we get because of the goats. Yeah. So, yeah. But more to come on that. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. I have to let it fit into my life, just like your garden has to fit into yours. <laughs> Look, right now I'm just trying to make things work and stay yeah. sane. I mean, that's kind of the name of life, I think. But <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Next on my list is I have made a plan for my weathers and does that just won't settle or breed. I would like to build another shelter and move them into the same pasture as Percy because hay is expensive, like we just discussed. And I think that my breeding does are having to just compete too much with the weathers and the does that are refusing to settle. So after the summer, or actually after the spring, I'm going to know who wouldn't settle. And I'd like to move them out to just go be with Percy. But I I need a better shelter out there. Percy is cool with the... We've got like a tree... It's not a built shelter, but he has a tree line that he goes into and it's got like all the bushes and the sticks and stuff around Mm -hmm. it. And he stays pretty well protected around there. The farm that he came from didn't have anything for him. So that was quite an upgrade. But I'd like to build a shelter big enough that Percy can walk into it when he wants to. Chances are he won't use it. He almost never used the donkeys one when he was in there anyways. (laughs) But the goats need a shelter. They will not do well using just scrub and tree line (laughs) for shelter. Mm -hmm. So then they can their job will be to help keep weeds down and the pasture down with Percy. And, you know, I think Percy would like having more company out there than just the donkeys whenever I walk them out. Yeah. He seems to get along pretty well with the goats. So I think that that's going to be a good plan because then up front here in the closer areas, I will just have breeding does and then the breeding bucks and then everyone else out in the big pasture, keeping down weeds, keeping down scrub, keeping down my work. So nice. Yeah, so that's what I'd like to do. I just pitched that idea yesterday, I think, to my husband. And he was like, oh, yay, more shelters. (laughs) Oh, yay. Well, I don't know how you feel about it, but there are companies out there that'll bring a shelter to you. Mm -hmm. It's just having the gate space to let them get in there and place it. So some, like, logistical stuff. And they tend to be a little pricier, too. But then you don't have to do it. (laughs) Well, and that might be what we end up doing. I mean, because the trade-off will be I won't have to spend as much on feed for these goats because they'll get to browse more with Percy, which will make a big difference, I think, in them. So it'll be worth it. (laughs) Yes, for sure. My next thing is also, uh, again, garden-related. It may be something I have to sell by the road because my plan is to become a tomato queen. 
<laughs> Love it. I bought a lot of tomato seeds. And that was actually one of my favorite things out of the garden was tomatoes, fresh tomatoes, making tomato sandwiches for lunch, which is literally just bread, mayo, tomatoes, and uh, this salt that's more comes out more in like crisp like shavings Ooh, it's bougie salt was delicious if you like salt yeah <laughs> i'll i'll find it and link to it in the show notes but yeah so i really like that i froze a lot of tomatoes this year i'm next year anticipate probably fr- freezing way more and then what i've been doing is just thawing a bag or two when I want to and have the time and then making tomato soup out of it, putting it into wide mouth mason jars and freezing it. And then when I'm ready, I just pull it out. And one of my favorite things I've been doing too is putting that in the crock pot. So the soup in the crock pot, frozen zucchini from the summer, and then ground up pork sausage cook that up and put it in there and then like an Italian seasoning packet and then a bar of cream cheese. Sounds delicious. So it sounded probably like really healthy until the bar of cream cheese, but it (laughs) makes it. (laughs) But yeah, it's super easy and good. We've had it like two or three times now and we make grilled cheeses with it too. Mm. So good. Can't beat a good grilled cheese. Good winter food. So now that I know I like to do that and it's pretty easy to do, I'm going to tackle more tomato varieties this year we'll see how it goes and with that I'll be doing vertical gardening so we're gonna have some you guys have probably seen it on Instagram where people use cattle panels and bend them into arches with little beds so we're gonna do a couple of those and for vertical gardening stuff I'm gonna do like the small pumpkins cucumbers any of those kind of jelly melon type things or cucumelons or what have you, anything that kind of vines like crazy, I'm going to do on those to see how that goes. And then we're also going to use that same concept with tomatoes because they can get pretty tall too if they Mm -hmm. have a place to go. So I will have to probably take some tips from you about working that into your life so I don't end up not trellising them correctly. (laughs) Because I had a few last year that I didn't trellis just right and they got too heavy and just bleh. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And all the tomatoes get all smashy and the bugs get all in them. Yeah. And then it's just sad. It is. Mm -hmm. It's sad. (laughs) Yeah. So more garden stuff for me this year. I'm really excited. But yeah, got a couple months before I can get outside at least. (laughs) My last thing for 2022 that I'm going to do, and it's kind of a farm thing, but it's kind of a personal thing too, is I'm going to be more intentional about how I structure my day. Cause I realized that while I was making my plans for 2022, one of the things that kept coming up for me is that stuff just keeps like falling through the cracks, if that makes any sense. And I think that Mm -hmm. that's a problem that a lot of people have. I mean, we're all balancing, you know, work and family life and farm life and all of the other things. So uh, I'm going to start structuring my day better so that I can have a more realistic and a better view of what really needs to be done, what each project requires before I pick it up and take it on. And what kind of inspired this was today, the day that we're recording this, not the day that it drops, so the day that we're recording it, we're processing 10 of the Rainbow Rangers that are Mm -hmm. like four weeks overdue from being (laughs) processed. 
And I'm still going to have seven left that haven't been processed after today. And what happened was, is, you know, they, we got them and we knew that we wanted to process them, but we never scheduled like when it was going to happen, which meant that we didn't say no to people coming to visit. We didn't say no to going and doing Mm -hmm. this thing. And then five extra weeks went by. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you just blink and you're like, oh my God, you're the size of a turkey. (laughs) But I would say that maybe even if it was subconsciously, because you knew the time of year that they would be ready, it was smart of you to pick that breed Mm -hmm. to have that flexibility. So you were already kind of at least intentionally structuring your months Mm-hmm. So we can go that. So that's that's a good step in the right direction, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because if these had been Cornish crosses, they all would have died of heart attacks by now. There is no Yeah, way. that would have been super sad. So you would have been scrambling to make sure that didn't happen, but yep. you would have been miserable in the process. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. And like today is a beautiful day. So a part of it is, you know, you have to be flexible in farming because you just never know when the right conditions are for things. Yeah. But if you at least give yourself a window where you're not adding new things and not saying mm-hmm. yes to things and not, you know, allowing other people to dictate what your next couple of days are going to look like, then you can pick the ideal time for the animal, for you, for, you know, everything. So, yeah. So it's just one of my things that's going to be on my mind as I decide what to do and what not to do <laughs> this year. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. No, I think that's a hard thing to do, especially... If you're like me and you tend to be a people pleaser, so it's hard to say no sometimes, especially if the person asking is somebody you really like and appreciate and admire, it's hard to tell them no, even if it's in your best interest to say no. Mm -hmm. I have that problem at work sometimes for sure. Yep. Well, my last thing for this year is that I really am hoping we can put in one more pasture. I'm not sure how Matt will feel about this. I should have probably pitched this to him, but I've already been talking about it. I want to put another pasture in front of the two that we already have. This would cut down on his mowing. And then two pastures with the cow worked out pretty well last year, but I think it'd be really, really good if we had three. Mm -hmm. So we could bounce her around a little bit more, especially when things kind of slow down at the end of the summer season and the grass isn't growing as fast. It would extend that period of not having to feed her as much hay. Mm -hmm. So that's one of our goals. So that one's kind of a costly one. I would also say if I had to get rid of a goal to do more of something else, I'd probably get rid of that one. (laughs) But that is like, we're really doing great if we get that one done too this year. Because it's just going to benefit the farm and it's less mowing time. Yeah. So that benefits Matt too, because he does all the mowing. (laughs) So yeah, so that's that's it for my goals. That's a really good one. Because when we're setting goals, we should be pushing ourselves just a little yeah extra like to see because you know when you're setting goals one of the reasons is is to tell yourself how you're going to show up for this so like this is our this is how we're going to show up for our farms this year and everything's not going to go as planned and there are going to be surprises and some things Mm -hmm. may not get done but we get to use that as learning experiences for setting our goals for next year So I see that we're both going with phrase of the year this year instead of a word. Yes. And it was because I saw your phrase of the year and I was like, because I had been picking a word and I was like, one word just doesn't 
<laughs> capture it all, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely does. And I think sometimes a word can speak to somebody or a quote can speak to somebody or just a little catchphrase. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is what's working for us this year. So what is your phrase of the year and why did you pick it? So my phrase of the year is be of integrity. And I picked that because integrity can mean a couple of different things. A lot of people see it as just like being honest. My nickname Mm -hmm. when I was in high school is Honest Bev, so I don't think I have an honesty issue. (laughs) But I do have a hard time making sure that I have the right things in place so that I'm capable of doing everything that I say I'm going to do. So when I talk about being of integrity, it's of... It's of following through on everything that I say I'm going to do. And we've made a lot of progress on that this year. Like our, I mean, I have personally, and the podcast, you know, we put together Mm -hmm. project management software, which helps because you get the little reminders of the things that you're supposed to do. So we made a lot of progress on that. But Mm -hmm. one of the areas that I'm slacking in the most in integrity is with myself. Like when I tell myself I'm going to do something for myself, that's always the first thing that gets cut when Mm. life gets busy or the farm gets busy. And so I want to use that phrase to remind myself of any time I say I'm going to do something, whether it's for somebody else or myself, that I put together a way to make sure that it's possible or that I can let people know or reschedule or whatever when it's not possible and it's not an emergency yet if that makes sense (laughs) yeah no I think that's a really good goal and it seems to or phrase and it ties into some of your goals too I think Mm -hmm. based on what you were just saying so I think that's a great phrase maybe we should even put it on a t-shirt be of integrity (laughs) we can we can put both of ours on t-shirts this year (laughs) or notebooks or coffee mugs who knows (laughs) notebooks is a really good one because you know you can drop that notebook in your bag and carry it around and use it to write your notes for you know yeah what you're gonna do to fit with that phrase (laughs) yeah (laughs) so what is your phrase for 2022 (laughs) So I'm I'm going to say this. Uh, some of you might recognize this if you watch the Jersey Shore. Oh, <laughs> okay. So this is something that Mike Sorrentino said. So, you know, the situation. So he actually was quite the douchebag back in the day. He's the guy with the abs. Okay, I know who he is. When yeah. you said the situation, I pictured him in my head, I think. Okay, okay. <laughs> so we're doing really good here because you usually don't, like pop culture things. So yeah. so he's iconic, obviously. Yeah. So he went to jail for tax evasion and he had a bad bout with alcohol and I think even drugs and stuff. And I don't have a bad bout of alcohol and drugs and I haven't gone to jail for tax evasion because my nickname could have been Honest Sam. I mean, <laughs> there's <laughs> I'm scared to get in trouble. But <laughs> he says something uh, like, uh, be better, not bitter. And that has really stuck with me because I really am having a hard time at my job right now. And it's not because like my job is hard. It's just because things have changed and I'm not like super duper happy with the things I've been working on. So I'm trying to focus more on 
being grateful and being better and having a better attitude, because that's the only thing that I can really control. I can't control some of the other things that have happened at work and some of the organizational shifts, but I can be better by just even being myself and the person that I was prior to all that stuff happening. And I still can do things at work that can make things better. But if I have a crap attitude all the time about it, and I'm bitter all the time, that's just going to rub off on other people. So that is my thing for this year. Be better, not bitter. And if anything is making me better, and I have the capacity to let it go or walk away from it, I'm going to because life's too short. And I'm just not going to deal with that stuff anymore. And if I do have to deal with it, I'm just going to try to make the best of it. The end. I like it. Or the beginning. I (laughs) saw your phrase on here on the notes and I was like, I can't wait to hear about that because I think that that's a great phrase of the year. I think that's something that we could all work on when things surprise us. You know, it's it's hard. It's hard. It's so hard. Have that immediate like. Reaction. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I will say too that I did say that to a group of my coworkers when we were having a meeting. And it really resonated with them too because our department got disintegrated. Um, um, and we're all, nobody lost their job, thank God, but we all got placed in different spots. So we're all still kind of going through almost like a grieving process because we were a really close group, but we're still allowed to meet once a month. So yeah, so I, I lead that right now every month and I said that to them and it just kind of clicked. So Good. I was like, you know what, that's something I need to remind myself of and maybe it can help other people too. And that'll help me be better and not bitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Old man winter has made himself at home here in the Midwest, and it's never too late to purchase some things that will make your life easier during the cold weather months. If you are a chicken keeper and don't know where to start, check out the cold weather supply sections of the Meyer Hatchery website. This section of the website includes things like wood shavings, boredom-busting toys, options to keep your water from freezing, and more. It's so easy to add all the things you need to be a successful winter-ready chicken keeper to your cart. So go to MeyerHatchery.com, click Supplies, and navigate to Cold Weather Supplies. And don't forget, you can get $5 off your online order when you use code DRINKANDFARM at checkout. All right, so that's it for our goals and plans for 2022. Yes. If you feel up for sharing yours with us, please post them in our Facebook group on Facebook. The group is called We Drink and We Farm Things. Come join us if you haven't joined us yet. It's a great place to start discussions with fellow farmers that drink and farm like we do. (laughs) And make sure you leave us a review. We will read our favorite Apple podcast review each week. We are starting that up again today, but we're not going to read an Apple podcast review today. Today, we're going to listen to a voicemail because that's also an option. Ah, that makes me so happy. All right. So we're going to go ahead and play this review from one of our listeners. Hi, Sam. Hi, Bev. I feel like I've known you gals forever. I have been listening for quite some time and been wanting to to leave a review. However, for some reason, it's asking me to do to leave a nickname at the end. And it says every single nickname is taken, even when I put in, like, poop. <laughs> that was taken. So <laughs> I'm thinking that wasn't exactly 
the right thing. I'm not sure. But anyways, I just wanted to say that I'm just enjoying your podcast so very much. I feel like I'm always excited for, for the new ones to come out. And I feel like you motivate me. You motivate me to keep trying even when I failed at something. You, you remind me of the things I need to get done. Like, oh, crap, I really do need to put more minerals out for the goats or, you know, things like that. And you also teach me things every single podcast. I learn something new, something I've never known before, something I need to research more, or maybe, you know, you just taught me something new. So I feel like this podcast has been really, really awesome. I feel like I've known you girls forever, and you're my besties. And um, I don't have a lot of friends that, that do farming. And so it has been fantastic. Thank you so much. Keep it up. I will keep listening and um, following you on Instagram and Facebook and all those things. And I just wanted to say you're fabulous. And you get five stars for sure. Thanks so much, ladies. I hope you are okay this winter. I'm in Arizona, so it's nice and warm here. But... Um, we're just now getting our, like, our second gardening. Hey, now. We're getting our <laughs> second gardening. Um, you know, like, right now we're doing a lot more gardening. I know, like, my mom lives from Washington State, and they don't think too much about gardening this time of year. But anyways, you guys have a great day, and keep up the good work. I'm loving your podcast. Bye-bye. All right, mystery caller, you did not leave your name. So <laughs> the only thing you told us was a nickname you tried, which was poop. So I hope that's enough of an identifier for you to let us know who you are. Yeah. Um, just shoot us a quick email or Facebook or Instagram message so we can put your name in that hat. So you're able to be in the January drawing. But thank you so much for the super sweet voicemail. Yes, we so appreciate it. And if you don't hear this in time, we will at least put a piece of paper that says poop on it in that hat. <laughs> And then we'll figure out how to get in contact with you. Arizona was a good indicator, so that's helpful. There you go. There you go. All right. So make sure you're putting your can't evens in the Facebook group, or you can email them to us at drinkandfarm at gmail.com. Make sure you use hashtag can't even when you post those in the Facebook group so we can collect all of those and go over those in our next mini-sode. And don't forget that we have a series over on our Patreon that's called Straight No Chaser. It is exclusive for Patreon peeps at the $5 level and above. So if you would like to listen to those podcast episodes that are just for patrons, Go to patreon.com slash drink and farm and sign up. You'll get all the straight no chasers that have been and will ever be in the future. (laughs) (laughs) And it helps us keep this podcast going, which we truly appreciate and we enjoy doing. So hit the subscribe button and download the episode when you listen, because this helps more people like you find our podcast. And if you share this episode over on Instagram in your stories and tag us at Drink and Farm, we send you a DM with a promo code that's just for that episode that'll give you a percentage off in our shop. And take a look at today's show notes to find links to things that we discussed, a survey that lets you tell us how we're doing anonymously, 
all of our social media goodness and our merch shop. So that's it. It was a great 2022 goals episode, if I do say so myself. Yes, (laughs) I think so. We're like pros at this now. We've got a couple of these under our belt heading into, what, year four of the podcast. Mm -hmm. So exciting stuff. And we can't wait to share more things with you all this year. Yeah. So until next time. Drink. Farm. And and give zero plucks. (laughs) Bye. Bye. We drink things. We farm things. We drink and farm.